Hello Black, the podcast, episode 18, you feel me? We in here live in the studio, you know what I'm saying? In this motherfucker. In this thing, live, drinking some green, some green water, you know, trying to recover. <laughs> yeah, definitely not drinking any Hennessy today. I am hung over. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I called out sick today. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I technically was sick. Nigga, shit, my stomach hurt. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Hello, Black, the podcast. You get the authentic truth. Please, uh, you know, don't fire my nigga. Nah, I'll be okay. I, actually, I was sick. <laughs> you were sick. Yeah. You didn't lie. They didn't ask for a call. You know. I just was, I was literally sick. I, I was sick. My stomach was fucked up. I was sick. Hello, Black. We in this thing. Episode 18, you feel me? When's the last one we dropped? Has it we been dropped it. Weeks? It's seven days. Seven days. Is it seven days, bro? I believe so. Oh, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, it was uh, today's Monday. I don't think we ever had this turnaround. It's hella black Mondays. We finna drop this shit same day, bro. Same day. Oh, this is some fucking it. black history going on, you feel me? We ain't ever... Hella shout out to all our patrons, you feel me? Because we wouldn't be able to drop this shit without the patrons, bro. You feel me? Usually we do help. Like, we give episodes early for patrons, you feel me, for supporting us. But, like, the content today, we just... We felt like we needed to get it out as soon as possible and just to combat a lot of the things that we've been seeing, you know, on social media, discussions already being had about it, you know, so we thought... And they'll still get an extended episode, so they'll still get yeah. some like, exclusive content. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, 18 episodes, like, damn. Yeah, I'm juice. I'm happy that we still growing. We still... I listened to the last episode, I'm like... You can you can you can hear the growth in um in all aspects. I just feel like the episode like our our podcasts are getting um we're getting like diving deeper in the content. I feel like we're like bouncing off each other. We're just growing as co-hosts. Yeah, it's come. I feel like it's being more, or it's just coming together better. Yeah, I, f- I fuck with it. I'm ex- I mean, I, and I'm enjoying it too. Yeah, no, like I genuinely get like happy to record. It doesn't feel like a chore. To yeah. me, you know, it feels like, or even like when I be editing the episode, sometimes I'm like, this should actually, I get genuinely excited. So, thank you, bro. Yeah, I also think um, where we're recording at now and the ways in which we're recording, we're not just like forced to, you know, we got one hour, let's hurry up and knock this shit out. Running from work to get there, like, you know, recording at Stressing, my, like yeah. hopping on part, <laughs> running, <laughs> sweating. <laughs> yeah, we're recording at my aunt's house and it's like, now we get a chance, like, coming here. We had a conversation with my aunt, uncle before we even started talking to my cousins. Uh, we got to chill. Like we're not in a rush to get this shit done. Yeah. So it's just there's just a whole good new vibes, vibe good energy, now. yeah, family vibes. You feel me? For sure. So what we got in store today, bro? Um, we should definitely do a um, what is it? A content warning? Oh yeah, yeah. On gun violence, um, domestic abuse, domestic abuse. Um, Probably talk about mental health. Yeah. Death. Death. So just a content warning, but um, we want to talk about. X X X Tentacion. I don't know how you say his name. I've no, yeah, I don't know how you say his name. But y'all know definitely people know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um He was killed today. <coughs> Excuse me. He was killed today in Florida. Broward County or whatever, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um his death is like super trending just because of who he was. He's such a I don't know if control I'm just like before we even go in too deep of this, like we're trying to tread lightly in efforts to not be disrespectful to anyone who may have been affected by his death, his victims, his family. Like, definitely don't want to disrespect anyone. Definitely not trying to disrespect anyone. But we're trying to unpack this death because it's super layered. He was a super, like, controversial person, super controversial artist. And there are people who are speaking out about this, like, especially, like, folks like ourselves, like, black straight males who are speaking on this death. And speaking and like, on like him as a person, and like, like defending his actions, defending yeah, the things they're, he said. Yeah, they're defending some of the things that he did. So we felt like as in efforts to be in a in um alliance with like uh black women and black LGBT folk black LGBTQ folks, we wanted to speak up so that we can kinda combat some of the dumb shit that's being said out there. So that's the only reason why we've been speaking on this topic because there's so many people in our space who are mm-hmm. saying hello like And we recognize yeah. a lot of like black men listen to our podcast, you feel me? So it's like we trying to do this like in allyship, you feel me? Yeah. And to like call out the like call out the shit that niggas is saying, you feel me? And mm-hmm. also provide like education to on it. You know, but also knowing that shit we might we might fuck up on this, so like hold us accountable too, please. Like, cause we're trying to unpack this, you feel me? And trying to provide education 
and trying to just think about, you know, think about the situation in um, a lot of nuanced ways, yeah. you know. But, like, just the fact that so many people are just defending the fuck out this this uh this nigga you feel me like really just defending his words defending his actions you know just so quick we should definitely some people might not know who he is for those who don't know x i'm just gonna call him x i don't know how to pronounce his his name i, ne- I don't really know too much of his music um but he's a rapper from south florida not a rapper he's an artist from south florida i know he makes music i don't know if he raps sings but he's an artist from south florida and he's like over the last, like, through his, like, rise to fame, he just had, like, found himself in a bunch of um, controversial, I guess that's the word I'm going to use, situations. Like, there was an instance where he hit a pregnant woman. I don't know if it was his girlfriend. I don't know who it was, but he, like, hit a pregnant woman. There was an instance where he bashed a gay man's head in for looking at him. Like, those are just two things on top of my head that that I, you know, um, that I've seen him been, like, called out on. There's other accusations that I've seen, excuse me, um, but those are just some of two two, two instances that I'm familiar with, uh, and I just know he has like a history of like domestic mm-hmm. violence and just Punched violence on the eye. Yeah, he's just been super violent. Uh, but he was shot and killed today, which is a whole another situation because it's hella fucked up. But we both, especially myself, I've lost hella friends to um, gun violence, so I feel a way about that. But. What's I guess what's so been like the big topic on Twitter is like folks trying to like justify his death, which is fucked up. I don't you know I don't want I don't want to justify anybody, but I can see why victims of domestic violence and why LGBTQ folks feel safer now that he's gone. I get that right, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I get that. Um, and then so folks trying to justify his death, which I'm not doing by any means, but I get people who from marginalized spaces that he's you know harmed. I get why right. they're doing it. And yeah, I'm not gonna tell people how to. I'm not gonna t- tell people who are coming from a different, or you know what I'm saying, who have a different experience than I do. You know what I'm saying? How to feel, you know? Because yeah. like I'm, you know, I've not been in that situation, right? Yes. So like, I ain't gonna tell you how to feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't gonna tell you how to process. People process in different ways. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think I feel like a lot of a lot of black men are telling people just how to feel. You know? Yeah. So you I got. On the one hand, on the one hand, not to cut you off, but just and then go to elaborate. But you got the one people who are like defending his, justifying his death, and then you got people who are like basically trying to be selective about the parts of him that are remembered, right? Right. It's like oh, he was just a rapper. <coughs> Excuse me. He didn't have effect. You know what I'm saying? Like not trying to remember him music. in his entirety, or also like idolizing and like saying he's an icon. Yeah. Type shit like comparing him to Pac, like he was just misunderstood type shit like. Nah, <laughs> and that's that's tricky because he was super young, right? Like I was talking to I was talking to Raj, yeah, I was talking to Raj about this, and Raj made a really good point. Like, fuck, I would hate if you know he tries to be conscious and critical of points when he's um like, I guess kind of like going at young niggas because like at one point we were those niggas, right? Like I've never hit a woman, I've never like violent like exercise like physical violence against uh, LGBTQ person. I've definitely said some hateful things though I don't think I've ever said them at them but I think I've said like you know just use words that I shouldn't be using right like I felt right. just violent language like words slurs that aren't, like, aren't okay to use so like we've all done these things so it's like damn he was 20 maybe he would have had the chance to grow but like uh, it's kind of it's not not kind of it's not cool not fair to expect people who are being tormented and harassed from these marginalized spaces to wait for people to get better. Right. Like, nah, when like, it's like their immediate safety is the very first concern, you yeah. know? So it's like, but then it's also, I feel like every time a man makes a mistake, that's the first thing. It's like, oh, what if he was going to grow? You know what I'm saying? And, like, and they seem to only do that for men. That's why right. it's like, nigga, that's like, why like, y'all don't I do this for nobody what, else. Like, like, we'll make an excuse for it. Like, oh, he could have grown. Like, oh, he could have become this person. Oh, he could have transformed. And what if he didn't? Like niggas, niggas, like, niggas would still be saying the same type of shit. Like, oh, he was uh, sixty years old, and shit. defending him. Yeah, still, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at R. Kelly. Yeah, like nigga, <laughs> he's been doing the same shit for, for decades, how long? For decades, nigga. And now he's finally being held accountable, but at the same time, still not being held accountable he's because still, he's still doing the same shit that he was doing before, and he's still making money, and his streams went up after all the controversy. Right? It's wild, bro. And so. I feel like folks that do, niggas who do change, they're like anomalies, bro. Like, on average, niggas aren't developing better politics. Like, niggas like to use these, like, people, like, the nigga Jadena 
was like Mal- imagine if Malcolm X was killed at twenty. Like, oh nigga, what are you doing? Like, I see what you, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, people, people have to people, be given time to grow. But like yeah. most times, niggas don't. At the same time, people will just idolize or sensationalize Malcolm X's life too. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, oh, he was that one nigga who reformed himself and and changed and, and transformed. And not saying that people can't do that, but also like, you know, yeah. you have to hold you have to hold people accountable for the actions in life. And after, like, you feel me? You can't just say, have one truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, you can't be, oh, his, that shit would slap. His music slap. I never listened to this shit, so I can't even speak on that. He got hella, right. he, trust me, he got fans. And I, it was, it was speaking to fans, like, uh, Tay, is it Tay Gogo on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were talking about how, like, you know, because Tay is a teacher. And um, they were saying how, um, like, their students hella fuck with um, X. Like he spoke to them, like he represented, a, like a generation of kids that are going through shit. Uh, fuck, I forgot the point I was making. What were we just talking about? Fuck, fuck, fuck! I know exactly. Um, so yeah, he, uh, back, oh yeah, he does a lot of fans. So like, right. yeah, like you saying you don't know his music. Like he is someone who's like revered. Like people definitely listen to his music a lot, which is why you know like niggas are gonna pay for him and remember them, remember him in a way that they want to that fits their agenda and their narrative. But I think me and you were talking about this earlier, like, um, excuse me, uh, we were talking about how, you know, I was saying that I've done trash shit in my life, and if, you know, when I, whenever I do die, if niggas choose to not just remember me as the nigga who did the breakfast program, who did the podcast, who worked with kids, who, you know, was super good to his family, if people choose to bring up some of the fucked up shit I did, I gotta live with that. Like, I don't want y'all, like, you know, trying to act like just because I'm dead that I can't be held accountable. Like, right. nah, nigga. Niggas got to deal with that. Because you have to, we have to learn from people's lives, too, at the same time if you're going to move forward, you know. But I think just a wild thing was just to see, I mean, it's not surprising knowing this, like, patriarchal society, you know, this homophobic, transphobic society that we live in, this racist society, this colonial society that we live in. It's not surprising to see people defending them. You know, that's that's the norm, right? But I think it's important that we call out, like, nah, like, the shit that he did, the shit that he said, you know, it's like, that shit is not cool. It was just like, you just know? two and months ago, that nigga said he has no regrets about any of this shit. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I saw, I saw a quote that he said. I was just like, <laughs> how are you, like, it's one thing to make a mistake and to own up to your mistake, you know, or to the mistakes you've made and to try to grow from it. But to like double back and to double back down on what you did and to say and to be proud about what you did, yeah. like come on, like this bro really said, you know, just again another you know content warning, trigger warning. He said, anyone that called me a domestic abuser, I'm gonna domestically abuse y'all little sisters pussy from the back. Like this nigga said that. Yeah. <laughs> After. There's clearly something wrong with him though. Like there, he, there's there's clearly. Right, but to double back, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like even. Even if there is something wrong with them, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is, you uh, should be yeah. held accountable for what you were saying, you know? Because Like, it's, it's the same shit with Kanye. Like, yeah. this bruh is clearly Kanye going through some... He has some mental health issues, in my opinion, you know, um, from what I've listened to in his music. I'm not... A, I can't diagnose nobody, you know what I'm saying? But, like, clearly has mental health issues. But he, what he's saying is some problematic shit, and he has influence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So him doubling back down... Regardless of what he had, like, that shit has to be called out because he has so much influence, you know, what, like, all the kids that listen to his music, they ain't gonna read that and be like, oh, yeah, it's cool to hit a woman. Yeah. And that's the yeah. culture that is being promoted, but it's also the culture that is much bigger than him, X, That's right? why, yeah, like, his death is... We can't, do, we, like, like, we gotta talk about him, but, like, if we only focusing on him and not the system, you know, and the culture... Someone groomed him to be this way. Right. And so he was raised to be that if, way. If, if it right. was his mom, his mom is just, is just a product of... Her patriarchy in a way that she right. was, you know, so like internalized just, patriarchy. Like my auntie just said earlier, this is it's all symptoms of something, and the something is the system. It's a, a symptom of the system, bro. The way that it functions, and the way that it's creating, you know, we know in this country, like you know, women are on, especially black women, women of color, are like on the bottom of the fucking food chain for so-called totem pole, whatever it is. Like, so I'm not surprised to see someone who caused women so much hurt and pain. Yeah, you know. Being a given, given a pass, I'm not surprised to see that in America. Right, uh, but that's why his death is such a, it's such a layered and it, it's, bruh, for him to be. It's not, a, it's not on the binary. Yeah, you know it's, what I'm saying? it's, it's so like, wild. There's so many different aspects to it. 
and they all have to be discussed. Think about how the nigga was filmed, bro. How he was just like there was no there was no one in panic. Like nigga, where I'm from, when a nigga gets shot, niggas is like losing it, bro. Like niggas is losing it. Nobody was panicking for one. I think it's because it was nothing but white folks there, and here you have a black man just sitting there getting for show that plays a role in it, bro. Like white folks not seeing value in black in black black bodies and black and black and black death like not being associated like how did how are folks not in a panic watching a man just bleed to death how niggas just recording him bro i mean again it's just going back to the society like people are quicker to pick up pick up their phones and help people right so people are quicker to pick up their phones and uh you know watch him maybe abuse a woman or some shit like that like you know you you see videos in clubs like of a nigga hitting a woman or some shit like you see that shit happen in I feel like you see videos of that happen a lot, right? Yeah. People are so quick to pick up their phone, but they don't want to intervene. Yeah. So it's a part of that whole type of culture. People are so quick with the media these days, you know, where people would just rather open their phone, record, and watch it, and not intervene, and be like, yo, bro, like, why you hit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and really hold people accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, imagine if he was held accountable at an earlier age. Right. That that's that. Those are the things that I try to I, I think about. Yeah. You know, because it's like it's one thing. You know, to have this nigga be sand in the cage for the rest of his life, or for him to get to twenty five years, thirty years, and then come out. Mm-hmm. Like, what is what has changed about him, or what has changed about the society in general? Right. Let's say, let's say he got thirty years for the domestic uh, violence charges or something mm-hmm. like that. What is that going to do about the society? Right. Like putting it like. Because our society says, okay, let's put yeah. put somebody in a cage, lock them away, they'll get out, and somehow they'll be better. Yeah. But it's not addressing the systemic, you know, issue of, like, being raised in a patriarchal society, right? Yeah. Being taught and socialized into this toxic masculinity. To think it's okay to, to hit, not just women, to just, like, to think that violence is the answer to things. Like, right. To think that violence is how you're supposed to solve problems. Not just hitting women, but, like, hitting people in general, like. And like being raised to think that if a uh, a queer person looks at you, that they deserve violence. Yeah, like you're supposed to respond with, with violence, right? Like that's the real problem, right there. Like these environments, these systems, these systems that have been created that are like producing these types of people. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't born that way. You feel me? Like he didn't come out. He wasn't born. He with himself that, is, that a, is a yeah. is a colonized person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it still doesn't mean that he didn't commit harm. Right? And it still doesn't mean that, like, just because he was colonized doesn't mean we can't hold him accountable. Yeah, man. We talk about that a you lot. Know? Just, like, I feel like people are always asking victims to be patient while perpetrators continue develop. doing yeah. what they are doing. Like, oh, just get, like, nigga, how am I... What? Like that doesn't make sense to me. How are you supposed to wait while you're in danger to, like to wait and hope that someone sees value in your life? And then people are so quick to just be like, "Oh, he needs restorative justice." Like, or people are so quick to have all this nuance, you know? Like, "Oh, we need a restorative justice conversation with 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 him and the can person." You, can you hurt. explain restorative justice for? Folks so restorative justice, the way the way I un- the way I understand restorative justice, it's a process that centers the people who people or person. Who was hurt, right? So the, the victim. essentially the victim or the survivor of the situation. I like to try to say survivor, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the centers the survivor's needs and, and centers the survivor's wants, right? But oftentimes, I feel like we've restorative justice is now being used in a way that is actually pro like abuse culture, and sometimes like people are like, oh, we need a restorative justice conversation, you know, immediately. People who have nothing to do with the situation, oh, we need a restorative justice. Like, nah, it's actually restorative justice is about. A, how does the survivor heal first? Yeah. Right. B, does the survivor want to have a conversation? Because it's up to the the powers in the survivor's hand, not the abuser or the person who inflicted the violence, mm-hmm. right? And so I think restorative justice is a is a model of centering the survivor, right? Getting resources for the survivor, right? And then having the survivor, you know, be able to choose how they want to um, engage. Survivors right? are often forgotten about, bro. All, like... That's what I that's what I tweeted earlier. Like, imagine being one of his victims and like seeing all the support. Like, that gotta make you feel like, fuck. Like, 
just being praised. Yeah, like post death, like, like R.I.P. Yeah. Oh my God, like you were such a great person. Like when you inflicted so much harm on my physical and potentially mental state of being. Imagine you know? that. And like his, I don't know, is that his ex girlfriend who whose eye got fucked up? I, I'm not sure. But like people were like sending her that sending her threats, all type of shit, bro. And it's like she didn't do shit, but for the views, you know. Like, so it's, it's so much deeper, right? So like th- that is that just how do you you know what I'm, like for me it it doesn't I don't it doesn't make sense like how do you send threats to her? Uh, you know what it does make she? like if we understand the society and how the society produces and the victim blaming type of culture that we yeah. live in in this patriarchal society. Especially when it comes to women. Right. Especially when it comes to women. So she's still even being blamed. She can't win. She can't win. I've never seen someone be caused harm and still be the one being punished. Like, being viewed as the, the bad person. How? Like, I didn't do shit. This happened, this happened to me. To me. Right. We see all the time with, like, uh, rape victims. Like, when they when they call out the person, when they call out the rapist, they're the ones, especially if it's a a male celebrity, they're the ones that fucking, the victim is often the one who, like, receives all the backlash, not the nigga that hit the nigga. Like, what? Right. I'm so confused, bro. Like I said, like, these situations just really just show how, as a society, we just fucking, I don't know, we are, we need to be put in rice. We have lost it. But it's really about, I think it's just about that, this white, white supremacist patriarchy, right? Sure. You know, this patriarchal society, because it's like, niggas will for sure, most, I feel like most niggas understand, like, you know, police violence, right? Mm-hmm. Niggas, you know, being racially profiled or whatever, you know what I'm saying? They'll understand that, right? And they'll be hell mad when a white person will, like, victim blame, like, oh, if, if Mike Brown had his pants pulled up, or if Mike Brown wasn't dressed the way he was, mm-hmm. like, or if Mike Brown just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah how white people do that, then it's, like, on the same hand, then, like, men generally will be, like, doing the same exact thing when there's, to women, like, when there's a system of violence, right? Yeah. You know, so I think the biggest thing, niggas just gotta listen to women. Facts. Facts. And in situations like this, niggas can't be upset when they get held accountable. I don't give a fuck if it is post-hands. Posthumous, post post death. Um, that I think it means that. I, don't I know. know. I, it's, it means posthumous or posthumous. 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 Is it hummus? Fuck, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Like I definitely want to send like condolences to his family because I mean, like he was, he was for sure kind to someone. Uh, yeah, I don't, and I also don't want to feel like I'm supporting an abuser, but I also don't want. I see niggas just being online, being, like, extremely fucking hateful. And it's like, damn, did he bring that on himself by the way that he treated others with so much hate? But still, like, me as, like, a compassion. Well, all I got to say is, nigga, if this was, like, a Klansman, I wouldn't give a fuck. So, he, he, to some people, he was damn near a Klansman. And, like, he was a, you feel me? To some people, he did cause a lot of terror and pain, too. So, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I saw the video, and I'm like, I, I was not trying to see that video. So for me to just to see that, that's that shit. Yeah. I don't even know if I even realized who it was initially. But I just saw the video on Twitter. I was like, damn, that shit is sick. Yeah, I You know, I seeing the video with that shit. I don't shit. like seeing shit like that. Me either. But I damn near wouldn't even watch a white person get their shit blown, blown back. Like if I saw a cop getting his head smacked off, I would be sick to my stomach too. I just don't like violence, bro. Like yeah. At all. And seeing, it still just sucks to see like him just sitting in that car and no one showing any type of signs of like panic or hysteria like that was nuts I can't I can't believe it I mean and to know that it was all white people like that definitely plays a role in it like motherfuckers was just like looking at him like no one performed CPR and people pick out their pulled out their phones quicker than you know so that's a whole nother <laughs> A whole nother discussion too. But How white folks respond to black folks just bleeding out. But even just like the desensitization to violence in yeah. general, like that's a whole. Like, I feel like a lot of people are re- very desensitized to violence. Yeah. Where people, for people can see. 
you know, a dead body and it's just regular type shit. Or people could see some like a person hurt, a person abused, like a photo of that and just like look past it and not have compassion for like the victim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's wild. Like so it's like it's a multiple like de- like just desensitization. I don't big ass word. You feel me? <laughs> but uh yeah. Like I think that in general world we live in a very desensitized society where like we see it all so much that like we're not I don't know. Like in life people aren't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in life people like that example, like we in life this person like was shot and their people are so just like, Oh, I'm just gonna stare and look. Like for me I can never do that. Like I don't if I saw somebody you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I would have some type of emotional like I don't think I yeah, I wouldn't just be numb and like, oh shit, and just staring and recording, nigga. I would be losing it. Yeah. Like I would be I, I, I know I would have some type of emotional reaction. Like if I see somebody hurt, I'm yeah. still you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, I would have some type of emotional reaction. Like you would see some type of like sense of care. Yeah. On my face, like no matter who it is. Well, nah, no matter who it is. Yeah, it's it's just fucked up, bro. It's my mind's been kind of boggled all day. I've been having like missed emotions about it. Of course, like most folks, I I, I had like one tweet. I think I was just like, it's wild to see all this support. Like I could only imagine being one of his victims, and like people were like, you know, saying R.I.P. isn't the same thing as showing support. Don't count it. We just want to see talk this man to rest in peace. Like, Despite probably him ter- yeah. he terrorized yeah, some he people. Want, he wants us in peace, and like that is kind of. And it's just like it's it's the same shit that happens every single time because it's like, it always takes men in general like, oh, what if it was your sister, or what if it's your mama? Like you should shit. be able to like, see working women outside of your family yeah. or your relationship, or yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I I struggle with that a lot, bro. When I was like trying to develop better politics. It was like I could only understand the worth of a woman in relation to like, oh, if this was my, I wouldn't want this to happen to my mom, my aunt, my sister, or my cousin, you know. And like, it was Khadija who helped me see like, nigga, women should be treated with humanity because they are humans, not because it's your mom or your aunt or your wife. You feel me? So she, that was I used to have that perspective too. Like mm-hmm. this is not like, I think when we talk, I know you and I do a good job of like saying, you know, we still growing, like, we're not above critique and all that shit, but I think sometimes people, when we talk about shit and hold other niggas accountable, they're trying to basically say, like, we don't do the same thing. Like, nah, like, nigga, I was once one, that's how I'm able to point it out and able to relate to it on such a, a, a deeper level. Like, I used to be that nigga who could only see um, worth in women in a, in a, from an example of, like, what if this was your mom or your sister? Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks that, like you said, it sucks that niggas have to say that kind of shit because women should be treated as human beings simply because they're human beings. Right. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, shit, that shit should just not happen. Yeah. You know, like that, what what happened, like what he did to women should not happen in society. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know, you live by it, <laughs> you die by it type shit, you know? I'm f- like, I'm still trying to process it myself. You know, like what we were talking about in the car. Yeah. Like, this nigga was violent. He preached violence. You know, words mean things. His actions mean things. So at some point, violent. If you're living by violence, violence is gonna come back to you. At some point, we gotta you know be what I'm conscious saying? of that and understand that. Like, no, there's some folks that like senseless violence happens to. Like, right. And that's where you like. Those are the people that I like. I really grieve for. Like, fuck. Like, bro, he was not in that life at all. But like, exactly. When you a nigga who like exude violence and you just breathe it. For me, like, you kind of create the conditions for it to to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah, for me, like death. I don't, I don't wish that upon nobody. Yeah, that's the, like that's the you thing. Know? So we, for me, that's like I'm not, I'm not the judge, I'm not the jury, and yeah. I'm not the executioner. I would love to see, you I would love saying? to see other. But at the same time, like I, I, I definitely see why people would be like celebrating why he his death, like yeah. because people feel safer now. But I would you know love to see, I would love to see some, some forms of. Justice, I don't know if justice is where I'm looking for, but I would like to see something other than death just happening. You know, like fuck, I would like, I would love to see niggas ha- given the opportunity to rehabilitate. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, but we, yeah. I mean, what does that look like, right? So, like, what does it look like? Counseling, therapy, for sure. But it doesn't just it doesn't start at age 20. For sure, yeah. Right. It starts from a very young age. If we look at, like, I don't. He's from Florida. Yeah. He, he from the hood. Yeah, I'm assuming so. All right. So, assuming he went to a underprivileged, under-resourced school, right? Mm-hmm. That has probably more school police officers <laughs> than counselors. Teachers who probably aren't trained to see any signs of violence or don't care if they see signs of violence or signs of, like, mental health, um, right? So, like, from a very young age, you're, you're put into this system, into this colonial system where you're taught, right, gender norms, right, mm-hmm. um, what it is to be a real man, to be tough, to develop toxic masculinity, right, to not be in tune with your emotions, if you do feel like your emotions are tuned in and you're tuned out to it, and oftentimes, like, I'll, I'll speak for myself. If I'm tuned out to emotions, like, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Like, for a while, like, when I was young, 18, 19, I didn't really know what my emotions were. I, I knew I, I didn't even probably know what the word emotion was. Yeah. So, like, the only shit I knew was, like, shit, I was getting in fights type shit. Yeah. Like, I've never put a hand on a woman, right? Yeah. But, like, I was getting in fights and shit, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're from a young age conditioned and colonized your mind is colonized your physical body is colonized you're living in a colonized community and you're having no resources and you're having no help you know what i'm saying like he isn't going to be the last person to do the things that he did right he's not the first either so what does justice look like what does prevention look like or what does prevention look like so i think education first and foremost is like you shouldn't you shouldn't be learning about like like you should be taught from day one like violence is not cool Right. Yeah, it's not the answer. But that's shit. <laughs> We're born into violence, right? This country was founded on violence. This con- <laughs> Facts. Like, yeah. everything you've seen is violent. So, what are you going to do? Or, wh- or who are you going to become? Right. Yeah. So, like, what is. So, I think that's. We have to look at it from the very beginning, right? Because we can't. If we just focus on him and not the system, we can focus on. We have to focus on both, right? And, like, domestic violence doesn't die with X. LGBTQ hate crimes don't die with X. You feel me? Like he's a symptom or a result of a system. Symptom mm-hmm. is all yeah. He he's a microcosm of this white supremacist patriarchal. Yeah, like there's going to be more of him. Right. So how the do we address eradicated? Right. So that's not like it starts from a very young age, you know. So it's like I think that's why like education is important because we know these schools aren't finna have it, you know. So like, how do we educate people? You know, how do we educate men, everyone, right, to have conversations like violence is never okay. You know, or like, I wouldn't say never, actually. Like, if you're defending yourself, but I don't don't consider defense to be violent, right? Um, But how do we teach young boys, how do we teach everyone to be in tune with their emotions from a young age? You know, how do we actually have mental health resources how do we have counselors like like you feel me like you you have to get your oil changed on your fucking car mm-hmm. every what like two two months or some shit like <laughs> you know every certain amount of time yeah like every like therapy should be like that damn near almost where it's like from a young age it's like yeah you gotta you, you see a doctor for your physical checkup you got you should see a therapist for uh, a mental health checkup yeah. right or just a social emotional wellness you know like so how do we ingrain those things in society and how do we do that as colonized people living under this system of white supremacy of patriarchy right so you know i think this is us also trying to think (laughs) think about it because it's like i don't have all the answers but these like thoughts that need to be conversations conversations yeah that need to be had just because it's like okay we need folks to understand that it's not the people, it's the system. Because it's hella easy to just, you know, get caught up in. I think it's easy for folks to blame people because you can put a face on it. You can put, like, right. a, you can put a, a, you can materialize, like, mm-hmm. it's this person that's doing it. When it's a system, it's so many things that are intertwined into that shit. It's so many things that get lost in translation. It's hard to, like, find results when you can't pinpoint causes. Like, when you can be like, okay, 
this person is doing it so we could put this nigga in jail, get him out of the society. We can kill him. Mm-hmm. That person is eradicated, which means if that person is the problem, the problem is eradicated. But no, the problem is really the system. And when you can't pinpoint what parts of the system are causing things, then that shit can get tiresome and confusing. And then it's like, uh, you don't really look for solutions. It just seems like the problem persists. But it's like, literally, the system is the reason why we have people like X and R. Kelly and all these other um, problematic, dangerous mm-hmm. predators. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but artists. Yeah. And one thing that I feel like I learned um, from going to this talk by Angela Davis is she's like, you know, we have this patriarchal society where men are committing violent crimes, mm-hmm. right, towards women, right? And the solution in the society, as of right now, of the way the society works, is to give them 150 years. And that is what justice is, right? But justice has to be like what we were saying. Justice looks like, in my opinion, having schools that are well-resourced, schools that are teaching like c- about consent, schools mm-hmm. that are teaching about like meditation-type shit, like schools that are having therapists, but we we don't have that right you know so like how how do we like as a black community begin to start having our own education programs you know i think that's something i got to think about because we can't expect these public school systems that are designed to you know the whole school to prison or whatever i don't like that term because schools is a kind of a form of prison a form of indoctrination yeah right um i think also to your point we talked about how we as black people I think it's important that we say that, like, we understand that these problems aren't exclusive to black folks. But right. we just, like, you know, we are about black liberation, so that's why we say, we as, our, yeah. as we, we're centering black folks on our work, which is why we say, as black, like, black men aren't the only one out here hitting women. Black men aren't the only one out here committing hate crimes, violent crimes towards LGBTQ folks. Like, white people do that shit, Latinos do that shit. Like, white people created this shit. Yeah, system. we just putting a disclaimer <laughs> out there, because, you know, niggas like to be yeah. like, we, black people, we need to get our shit together. Like, nah, nigga, everybody got yeah. problems. So I just want right. to make sure nobody tries to use that takes from what you just said takes that away like oh this is some exclusive to black people shit. nah yeah. nah and if you thought that check yourself niggas do that bro people yeah. people project on some motherfuckers all the time and I'm telling you bro when nigga told me I was celebrating his death I'm like I, all I did was say I wonder how it feels to be one of his victims that's all I, how, where did you get I'm celebrating his death from that nigga don't project your shit onto me and don't read what I don't read what you want to read basically mm-hmm. when I say don't read what you want to read I'm saying like don't you take my worries yeah, and make them what you listen. want them to make them you yeah. feel me like if I say um I love the sun. That don't be like, oh, so niggas hate the moon. Like nigga, bro, what? You don't like the clouds, bro. Yeah, like nigga, you don't like, like a cold day, bro. Niggas do that, Damn, bro. You have a foul. You can say some shit, and niggas will just take what you said and run with it to fit their agenda. Niggas was just looking to argue with me today. I, I, I get it. It was a lot of man, the TL was heavy as fuck today. I didn't engage in a lot of that stuff. Uh, when you talk around like people, what I realize is, um. People just, a lot of us don't know how to process our emotions. And I'm not saying I, I know how to do mine all the way, but you, I, I think you can attest, like, I'm, like, a, an emotionally conscious person. Like, I, like, kind of, I'm, I'm aware of my feelings at all times. I try to be, at least. And We're I try to, on it. Yeah, and I you also know, try to. That we don't know as well. You know, yeah. like, we work that, like, oh, yeah, sometimes our emotions do get the best of us. Yeah. Or I, I, I could say that for myself. And I try to, I know? try to be conscious of when I'm putting my emotions into my actions, into my thoughts, into my writing and stuff. Um, so it's like, I'm try to be aware of what I'm saying because I know that words mean things. Uh, but too often, especially like with a situation today where everyone is like heavy emotionally and like trying to, don't don't really know how to express themselves because they're dealing with so many different emotions, you know, especially when you're angry and upset. I think it's easy to just like, for shit to get lost in translation. Um, so yeah, when y'all listen to our podcast, listen to what we say. Don't take what we say and project your shit on if, <laughs> onto it. Don't if twist you have my questions, fucking words. You should always ask because people for sure have twisted our words before. Came with that, came, <laughs> came at us foul. I'm like, yo, first of all, we didn't even say that. What did I say, nigga? Like, like literally, <laughs> what did I say? Not what did you think I said. Because if like, I did say something wrong, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll admit it. I'll, yeah. I'll think about it and I'll be like, yeah, if I said something wrong, I'll, you know, I'll admit. I think it. Niggas try to do a really good job of speaking before they act, and I know like sometimes it could be miscommunication. All you gotta do is explain yourself to a person if they want to hear it. But if I'm say some trash shit, I'm holding my trash shit accountable. I'm not, yeah. I don't even try to explain trash shit. I don't do that shit no more. 
I hear what you're saying, but no, nah, I just, oh, I said that. Yep. That was foul. <laughs> oh, I'm out of pocket. Right. Uh, however you choose to handle that, I have to accept it. You feel me? But yeah. Niggas try not to say trash shit. Anyway, man, I know that was like some heavy ass shit. We can kind of transition out of that. I just want to send support to victims of domestic violence, any fucking LGBTQ folks that have been assaulted or harmed strictly for who they are. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I don't care how anyone feels. That's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's complexities. Yeah. You know, like that it's a complex situation. It isn't just a, you know, a binary type of answer that we can have to this. Right? There's a complex, you know, there's a complex truth to the situation and it has to be discussed. Like if we're we have to have conversations too and we have to have educational conversations and it isn't up to the victims to be constantly educating people. Right. You know, and it's all it, like we have to start as a society, really just centering. Like we have to center, center. We have to center survivors, and that's what gets lost. I think that's one thing I just want to like re say is like that's what get gets lost in this whole situation. Yeah, is like, you know, I think I saw one. I saw one. I haven't really been on Twitter, but like I feel like the general discussion, right, for show is not centering the victims of him. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's something that, that should be done, is we got to center victims. Um, These headphones got me high as shit. I don't know if I'm, like, having a hangover fucking You're probably just sweating out all the Hennessy. Fuck. I wasn't even, bro. I had adios. I had, like, five adioses last night. You was fucking I don't know up. what the fuck I was going through. But, yeah, I saw, I just want to highlight the GoFundMe of uh, one of the women who um, who survived, like, his mm-hmm. abuse. Um, So it's uh, GoFundMe.com. Slash two U B V one nine W GoFundMe dot com slash two U B V one nine W. I'm sure if you click on the GoFundMe, you could like also is there a name attached to it? Uh, but you can re go back to it. If you they're about to reach their goal too. Yeah. So, it was posted by Young Neva, Y-U-N-G space N-E-V-A, and it's orbital surgery. So, you know, if you want to support the victim, like, I would, I definitely encourage that. You feel me? So, but yeah, like, like what we were saying earlier, you know, we're not above critique. We're trying to process this as well, trying to process, like, the complicated matter of, like, you know, how trash of a person he was, but also acknowledging the system that produced the trash. Yeah. You know? And I think it's important to do that. Yeah, but I also, feel, uh, yeah. I feel bad, like, oh, whatever, man. Fuck feeling bad. I didn't, not fuck feeling bad. It's, uh, it's heavy, because I don't want to, like, um, I don't know if I want to finish the thought. It's whatever, man. We can move on. You say it? Yeah, I just don't. Want to be disrespectful, but then I often remember, like, okay, so I don't want to be disrespectful and, like, you know, be like a savage towards him because then I'm like, I don't want to be the kind of person that he was. You know, I want to treat him with hu- with humanity and respect, but, like, is it? D- I know people like this, like, all people divert- deserve humanity and respect, but I think that's a lazy take because, like, mm-hmm. some people are trash fucking people, bro. Like, what, why, why should I give this person who caused so many people terror? Uh, harm and trauma, respect, because he's black. So, like, that's the only reason why I could think of I would do that, because he's black. So now I'm going to be one of those people that I despise so much that gives people passes simply because they're black. I don't want to be that kind of person. I don't think you're giving them a pass. I think at least, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think. I don't, yeah, I don't want to give him a pass, but I also, like, damn, like, I try to put myself in his shoes. Like, if I was that nigga, you know, I wouldn't want niggas to feel that way about me but I also have to be conscious of the fact that like if I kind of deserve to be treated that way based on my actions uh, I would at least I would have to I understand it you get it you know I, I see why people are uh, feel the way they, they feel about him I get it I mean the whole every every aspect of it in my opinion is sad yeah right all of it from yeah. everything that he did to people Right, like that's the first and foremost thing that, that I think about. It's sad, but like to the way you have to just the sit way in he that died car, sitting. Yeah. To me, that is sad. You know, like that, and that's. 
because I, for me, I see it. I don't see it just as an individual type of thing. Like, I, this is a whole societal, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole, because I, I, I think about, like, this nigga was a colonized nigga, bro. Yeah, like, that's sad, too. Like, like, he that was groomed to sad. be he this way. He was groomed to be this way, like, and you know he's not the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so not trying to center him, but yeah. I don't know. Just, like, this, this whole situation is sad. It's sad. All of it is, you know, like. Just thinking about like what you was uh like the whole Chief Keef shit, you know. People talk about um all this this beef, you know, and then like people are gonna be like RIP, you know. Not saying that that's gonna happen or anything, you know what I'm saying? But people are beefing this shit up to a point, and then this those same people are gonna be like, oh RIP, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's it's about this culture, yeah. you know, and this culture of just this it's this patriarchal society, it's this society where we're like violence is so normalized death is so normalized it's you know abuse is so normalized yeah that just, we folks would be you know another one of my fears like something i've been like kind of battling with today thinking about before we record this podcast like i hate being those niggas who like try to capitalize on someone's death you know who really don't give a fuck like, you know, some niggas I'd like to talk about shit just because yeah. it's trending and, like, oh, it'll get you more clicks and shit like that. Like, I, I don't ever want to be that type of nigga. I, I literally, when we talked about this on the way here, it was like, okay, the reason why we have to speak on this, and like, we talked about it, I think, at the beginning of the podcast, too, is, like, we have to speak on this because there are niggas with influence who are going to go out here and defend his actions and, s- and only want to remember him for the music that he made and not the shit that he, not the uh, terror that he caused for people. So it's like, okay, and if we're going to be an alliance, the kind of allies that we say we are to, to, to black women and black LGBTQ folks, then we have to use our platform mm-hmm. to support them. Because not too many folks are doing that. Not too many, especially straight black men. It's not too many straight black men that are, that are on the internet right now saying like, hey, yo, that nigga used to abuse women and he was gay bashing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's not and too that, many straight niggas yeah. saying that. And right it's now. important for us to call that, that out. It's important for niggas to say that. Because it's just like, it again goes to show how much this world hates black women and black LGBTQ folks. Like, and black women who are LGBTQ. We idolize right. the folks that terrorize them. That's fucking sick. That's sick. So the only reason why we even spoke on this was in alliance. Was not. I feel like the, the root cause of it, the intent of it was strictly to be in alliance with black women and, bl- and black, LGBT, uh, black LGBTQ folks. Because no one was going to go in here and fucking validate their feelings and their experiences no one was going to do that today this is all about uplifting a man who caused them so much terror could you imagine for me it's like black women are allowed to you feel me they're allowed to feel however they're feeling today you know what i'm saying they're allowed to like if they don't give a fuck if you die that's fine you know what i'm saying like they could feel however you want you can't tell a marginalized person you feel me black lgbtq folks like you can't tell you can't right and that's that's one thing we wanted to really set straight, you know, from us as two two straight black men, you know, as our podcast, we wanted to say where we're coming from. You feel me? And and just knowing that a lot of black men listen to our to our um podcast. You feel me? So knowing that we also I guess you could say we have some form of influence. We don't have influence like we don't have a huge ass influence, mm-hmm. but we have influence. If anyone whoever's you know? going to listen to this shit. So pe- and people be listening that, you know. Um, so I think that it's important to talk about, but also like just moving on and thinking about also like thinking about this industry, right? This music industry that is also, you know, not controlled by us, but is promoting anything that is making dollars. That's all it's about with music, bro. Like, especially as someone who's been working in it for like the last like year and a half, two years, I see that people will let the talent, well, I mean the talent, the artists will let the artists do whatever they want as long as they're making money. Like, you can do whatever you want as long as you're making money. It don't even matter if it's detri- detrimental to your well-being. Niggas don't give a fuck. I'm like one of the niggas who who in this space. I'm like one of the, like, it's hella yes men in this space. I'm not yeah. one of them. Like, I'm telling niggas, like, nah, we ain't doing that shit. Like, that shit ain't cool. You know, trying to get niggas to stop using certain words, to stop doing certain things, right? But, like, and th- this is a space where these niggas make so much money and they can do so many things that people want to be a part of it so bad that they'll let them do things. That's not good for them or others. Right. Because if you tell them something, that's a chance they might not fuck with you no more. You don't get to experience the same things that you once got to experience. Right. Like look at R. Kelly, like perfect example. I watched the BBC documentary on that on that nigga. And it was just like literally 
everyone was aware of what he was doing. No one spoke out until they were no longer fucking with him. But while they're with, if if you're if he's, but they were fucking with him for twenty years, yeah. you know, looking the it's other niggas way. who were like aiding him, like go get some girls, and they would bring back girls, like literally niggas who saw him do shit and would just turn the other cheek just because it's like okay, this is the this is the fucking um breadwinner. This nigga makes all the money. He's he's doing everything. I'm not finna say nothing to this nigga because I don't want to be removed. Yeah, and this is I feel like we live like now too even more. We live in a society where it's like. Niggas will do anything for clout and to stay relevant. Niggas will say anything just to stay aligned, you know, and, and to try to get their bag, I feel like. Yeah. You know? And so it's like... I see it. I've, I've seen it from experience. I've seen, like... I've seen niggas do things. I ain't never seen no nigga, like... You feel me? I've seen, like, niggas do, like... Get, like, too drunk before a show. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I've seen niggas do shit like that. Like, yo, how you gonna let this nigga get this drunk? Like, you know this nigga gotta go perform, right? Like, I'm not about to stand by and watch no, no woman get raped. I'm not about to watch nobody, like, fuck all of that. I'm definitely not with that shit, right? So when I mean say I've seen things, I've seen, like, niggas do things that are, like, detrimental to their health. And people just let them do it because they're afraid to, you know, get X'd. And by X'd, I mean, like, get cut off, you know, like, not be able to be around the person anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is, I mean, I, I think that's what any, what anything, um, I feel like that's happened in, like, organizing spaces before. Any like, industry. Look at, like, yeah. look at uh, the nigga fucking... What's the nigga name? I forget how he was Elijah Muhammad. Like that nigga was all this it's, concubines. Yeah, like, like his like that nigga was doing foul shit. You know, niggas just turned to if, and then Malcolm X exposed him and yeah. what happened. So if you, the point is like if you're the and whatever, if you're the 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 breadwinner, if you're the most important, if you're the talent, people will let you do things um, that aren't right just because they don't want to be on your bad side. It's like as simple as you can put it, you know? Yeah. But I think it's also like a, just thinking about that corporate structure of, of the industry, you know, because rap didn't always used to be like that. But you have this corporate structure that is like putting out this music, promoting this music, you know, where it's niggas rapping about shit that they ain't ever done type shit, you yeah. know? Like, what, for, like Migos, like, for example, like they say... They pop all these drugs and shit, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've never even popped the... Uh, that, was, that was Future. Or Future. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even take purchases. Oh, that nigga was serious or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? There's but definitely niggas who promote things that they don't do. Facts. We know that for a fact. Niggas do that. And then there's a whole industry behind that yeah. that will pump that out. You feel me? And that's a form of propaganda, too. In itself, yeah. right? Where it's having so much influence, you know? So it's like... I don't know. There's multiple things that I feel like have to be discussed, you know, because, like, I don't know. Am I making sense? Yeah, nigga, I'm in here fucking going through withdrawals right now. I'm hot as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm struggling, bro. Can we talk about something fun? Shit. This shit. Come on, bro. Can we? Yeah, what you trying to talk about? We 52 minutes in. Episode 18. You know, this was a... This was a serious... This was a serious episode. All right. Well, at some you point, know. we have to get into exclusive content, but, you know, we're not in a rush because we got, we got more than good, you feel me? We got real good yeah. studio time in here, you know what I'm saying? Um, Shout out to White Dave. But do you want bef- to, at some point, we, so we've already damn near done like an hour of content. Do you want to step into the cat book shit and then do exclusive? Or is that going to be a part of the exclusive content? You want to do Black Joy and then talk about like the nuances of like, I don't know. Yeah, we could do Black Joy. Fuck it. Um, Black Joy. Do you want to go first? No. Uh, um, <laughs> shit, nigga, I went to Juneteenth yesterday. Oh, yeah, you was telling me about that. That shit was nuts, bro. Oh, my God. That shit was so beautiful. It was so many black shit, people out there. If I was there. so drunk, I would have slid. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, it was so many black people out there, and it was, like, older black folks. And it just reminded me, like, um, for niggas that don't know, like, I'm from Oakland, but I've always gone to school in South Berkeley, and, like, a lot of my family is from Berkeley. A lot of my family. My whole mom's side is from Berkeley. My whole dad's side is from North Oakland. I was raised in North Oakland, like, born and raised. Um, but I went to school in Berkeley, so, like, I spent a lot of time in Berkeley. Played pop on the football for Berkeley, all this shit. So I just spent hella time in Berkeley. And I used to go to, I used to go to Juneteenth a lot. But, I don't know, just seeing all those black folks out there, it reminded me of fucking, like, South Berkeley 10 years ago. Because the shit is not the same, bro. Like, 90% of my neighbors are white. You know, it's not that many black people there no more. 
I'm like, I'm like, fuck where all these black people come from? Like for yeah. sure, it's niggas who are from Berkeley came back came for Juneteenth, right? Um, yeah, that's that's dope. I seen so many of my OGs, where so many like my young niggas that's older now, going into their senior year of high school and shit. You know, so many niggas that just graduated. It was nuts, bro. But it was so fucking beautiful, and I'm just like, oh, like it. I felt joy, but I also felt resentment because I'm like, this is what made this city so fucking great, and this is what it's not even here no more. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, that shit made me so, it made me feel good, but I also, like, on my walk home, I just, like, Processing. you know, seeing everybody, like, hop in their cars and drive out of Berkeley is what made me sick. Like, not niggas walk home. Like, niggas used to walk home from that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. seeing niggas, like, drive away, because they had to go probably to Pittsburgh, Stockton, Vallejo, Tracy, all these, Antioch, Pittsburgh, you know, all these motherfucking places that just aren't mm-hmm. in the East Bay no more. But, yeah, yeah, Juneteenth, I don't really know that much about Juneteenth, but I know it's, like, some black shit. Shit, what is the, the what is the purpose of it? What's the what is what are we celebrating? Damn, bro. We ain't gonna we ain't really black. Damn, bro. bro. Somebody gonna call somebody, us. Somebody I hope niggas don't listen card. this far into the uh, Juneteenth into the was, podcast. Uh, basically, like the end of slavery, right? Or like for real? I think so. Or like the, trash, the liberation. Bro, you oh, feel me? Fuck. Hold on. It was like, but that's shit, nigga. We colonized, bro. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, like the end of slavery, the abolishment, abolishing, quote unquote yeah. abolishment of slavery. So it's like, yeah, we can celebrate it. We should celebrate it, but slavery still exists in many different fucking still ways. For black folks. But it's still, yeah. you know, still something to celebrate, you know. We ain't in the chattel slavery anymore. We just in the prison slavery. But I love black people, but it's still like you still gotta celebrate. But that's I think that's something that I feel like I've noticed is like like the lake still like Lake Merritt has been hella popping, been hella black and shit, you know. And then you say, like, Juneteenth being hella black and shit, like, I feel like there's this movement to, like, reclaim shit. Yeah. Even though, like, this ain't our land anyways. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas was forced to be here type shit. Yeah. Forced to be redline communities. So, I think that shit is dope. You know, I don't know. I f- Do you recognize that at all? That, like, people are starting to, like, come back type shit and, like, you but it's still. You definitely seeing more, like, black celebratory things going on in the yeah. Bay Area. And, like, it's, it's reminding me of... You know, a couple years ago, not a couple years ago, maybe like ten years ago, it's starting to remind me of that. Especially like the shit popping off at the lake, Juneteenth, um, like those kind of events. You're starting to see more of that for sure. Yeah, so it's good to see joy too. You feel me in the midst of all this shit? Like you niggas know? don't get tired of pushing the cowboy, but yeah, you still pull up. Niggas online driving an hour and a half from Barbershop at the lake. Yeah, <laughs> and it just it's again it shows that like bro, black folks are what make things great. great. Like everywhere else, every like everywhere else in the fucking world, the black folks in the Bay Area are what make the Bay Area special. Yeah, like this shit. It really is so frustrating to see the lack of black folks in my neighborhood, bro. I hate it. Like, oh my god, I hate it. And I just like, I live in a really nice place, and I like, just like Berkeley is beautiful. You feel what I'm saying? And like, it has a lot of amenities, right? Like, you work at the UC, you know what comes with. What comes with over there, like being in that space, yeah. it's a beautiful space. It's you telling everybody where I work, I don't not work yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, niggas know yeah, where you nah, work. Right, what the yeah. fuck, nigga? <laughs> nigga? Trying to be all fucking incognito using your fucking. I'm trying to be name. incognito. Yeah, nigga. But yeah, like you just know how beautiful that this place is. Like you know how beautiful Oakland yeah. is, right? Like so to know, and I don't know how many niggas like my mom live in Rio Vista right now. You feel me? Like that shit is ugly as fuck. Period. It's not a beautiful place. There's nothing to do out there. So the Bay Area, like. Knowing that we once could do so many things and have access to so many amenities, knowing that we don't have access to that anymore, I'm like the quality of life is just not as what it once was. Like, I was just, I, man, I, I feel some way about that. I was talking to Chris's mom yesterday. We were walking back from Juneteenth, and we were just, you know, you know, she was talking about like me getting a house or whatever, and like she's like, how much money I need to make. And I'm just like, that's so frustrating, bro. Like to live in a couple of two have to make like one seventy five a year a piece to afford like a two bedroom house. She's like neighborhood houses in her neighborhood are going for like two million dollars, three million dollars. That's not Berkeley, bro. It's like and I know it's my, sad. on average black folks don't have access to that kind of money. And it's like you know, my grandma from South Berkeley mm-hmm. and a lot of my family from East Oakland and shit. I've had generations of family, you know, in Oakland and Berkeley. I grew up in Concord. Um but like just knowing that, like, I've had hella family out here. I still have hella family out here. But knowing that, like, shit, <laughs> I might not ever be able to buy a fucking crib out here. And let's have a black podcast go corporate and you start hey. hearing us doing Uber ads. Like, fuck, I'm trying to buy a house, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I still want, you know? Yeah. 
like like my nigga Kelly said, he said, nigga, if you make it through these times in the Bay Area, you dinner, nigga, this some survival of the fittest shit. If you black and still out here, what? Like, nigga, he was like, nigga, this some survival of the fittest. And you shit, actually are from the Bay Area yeah, type I, shit. I felt that because black folks can be gentrified too. Yeah, I'm not gonna get that topic, but you know, my black joy moment. Uh, shit, I went on a uh, motorcycle ride with my cousin, Where my big cousin. Go? We went. Uh, we met in West Oakland and then just uh, slid through like Castro Valley, the hill. Mm-hmm. You know the hill, like if you go up past like Skyline. So you go up to Skyline type shit and you just keep going and you don't turn right and pass Skyline. So it's like through this. East. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you just go through the hill and it's like, it's hell fucking beautiful, bro. Like, you know, even you just, can get to Castro Valley from here? Yeah. That's nuts, nigga. I didn't know that. That's why I'm like, yeah, I know he's talking, yeah. So instead of turning right to go to Skyline, you just keep going. You up. keep going straight. I didn't know that, bro. And that goes straight through the Castro Valley. That's nuts. So we went through there and it's, it's hella beautiful. It's like hella trees. Stinson, too. Oh, yeah, I took that shit to Stinson. That, that was. Zany. I know. That ride was crazy, too, bro. Because, like, you know, I'm on that big ass bike. That bike's like a thousand pounds, bro. All like, that twist and turn and yeah, shit. Yeah, bro. You know, my arms was a little bit tired, but uh, just going on a ride, you feel me, with him. And then, um, you know, he's in a like a, he's in the Black Motorcycle Club. So just hearing them talk about the history of black people on motorcycles, too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in Oakland. You know, he said there was a time where niggas. Niggas in Oakland could not walk into the Harley Davidson dealership. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't do that. <laughs> as a black man, you couldn't be, you feel me? Or as a black person, just in general, you couldn't buy a Harley Davidson. You know, so to, like, be able to, for black people to have, like, motorcycle clubs or for black people to be on motorcycles, like, at the time, like, in the 60s, it was, like, a revolutionary act, you know? Mm-hmm. So and then just, like, looking in the history of shit, too, and, um, like, it was also related to, like, the Black Panther Party, too, and shit like that, like... So just hearing some of that history and shit, um, but just going on a ride with my cousin and seeing um, my great auntie who lived in the east. We stopped over his grandma, my great auntie, like stopping at her house and like spending time, some time with her and seeing her. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was it was good to see her and just just riding, bro. That shit had a little fun, like yeah. that that went in your face, like some people. I can only imagine, bro. Like that, it, I, that's the closest I feel to freedom is being on a motorcycle. Like, I'll be in a bad mood, and I'll just be like, all right, just get on my bike. Sometimes it's not the best idea to be in a bad mood and get on my bike, but hitting the freeway 80 miles per hour and the wind in your face, pfft, nothing, nothing like it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my black joy moment. Black joy is, joy is super important. Uh, Regardless of you black, but you yeah, know yeah. we center black joy because this is the hella black podcast. Yeah, I feel like saying? so many of us live, like, heavy-ass lives. <laughs> that joy can get lost in the district. Like, yeah. they just better make sure they're doing things for themselves, bro. Bro, that's something, like, I feel like we had a conversation lately, and you, you told me, like, bro, you gotta, you still, outside of all this organizing, all, outside of all your, your job and shit, like, what, you know? Yeah. You still gotta do shit for yourself, you know? Just so I appreciate you telling me that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really trying to take that into myself, you know? I'm trying to do more of that. I'm trying to do more of it. I, uh, niggas just work so fucking much, bro. And it's like, for what purpose? Because a lot of the shit that, aside from, like, you know, like, trying to, like, change society, or, like, not the shit that we do to, like, dismantle the system, like, that has a purpose. But when you think about, like, a lot of us, like, the nine-to-fives that we have, seem like, like I'm blessed to be able to do some jo- to do a job that is rooted in dismantling the system. Um, like, some niggas do jobs, and they just go to work day in and day out, clock mm-hmm. in, clock out, clock in, clock out, and there's no purpose behind their job. They don't love yeah. it. But like we both do very purposeful Yeah, imagine purposeful spending work. the majority of your life doing some shit that you have no emotional attachment to. That's a waste of a fucking life. And I understand, like, I've done it before. And yeah. all, in, all in the means to pay bills to survive, right? Uh, but it's just, like, I try now that I have the privilege and the opportunity to do things. I have more free time. I'm trying not to just do hella work and stuff. I'm trying to do things that literally just feed my spirit and feed my soul. And I think if there are... If you can carve out time to do things like that, I think it's important that we do it because so many of us live these heavy ass lives. I don't know about the correct stat, but it's like Americans spend like for sure over fifty percent of their lives working. I want to say eighty, but there's like fifty percent of your you spend fifty percent of your life working. At least fifty yeah. percent. Like that's nuts, bro. And you might as well be doing it, yeah. Because I know I feel like I've had some people. You know, when you graduate, especially when you graduate with like coming from like a conscious self. You know what I'm saying, like. It's like this battle, like, oh, what do you do next? Like, because you're trying to be conscious, you're trying to do good work. Yeah. But then, like, you're like, oh, fuck, go in corporate. But some of my friends, I feel like, who in corporate, they're like, man, I'm this shit is trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but for me, I had that battle. I'm like, shit, 
I need to pay bills now, but I chose something like that aligns with my soul. You feel me? It aligns with like the work that I want to do. You know, you were lucky but enough because I'm was, pretty sure all of us try to choose. You yeah, know, like some some folks don't have the option. I was just lucky enough to do some shit that to find something. Because before I was working that job at the gym, bro, I hated it, bro. Yeah. I was working like at minimum ten hour days, bro. And I was like getting like random days off, like a Thursday and a fucking Saturday. Like it just fucking sucked, bro. I hate it. I never want to go back to that if I don't have to. I love being able to do something that I. That I, I just wish money, bro. That shit didn't exist. Like I wish, you you could have certain guarantees in life, like free housing, free education, yeah. free social services, free medical services, bro. Like free water, nigga. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what the fuck? Like you spent half your life working. That's nuts. <laughs> like bro. that's that's not cool. That's not cool at all. Fuck capitalism. Like think about it. Today <laughs> I woke up and called off from work. Of course I had like sick days on deck, but like some niggas, I'd imagine some people don't have to. Yeah. Like can't do that. That's nuts, bro. You know, but it's like usually, I don't know, fuck, fuck capitalism, but like the work that is good, like the people, you know, teachers, like, you know, under heavily underpaid, yeah, I was having you know what I'm saying? Years. Like the shit that you do, <laughs> you know, at least from like shit, I'm underpaid as fuck. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like as teachers, bro, you got, you're not just a teacher, bro. You're a counselor, you're a confidant, you're a friend. Like it's so much mental and Emotional, emotional labor. work that goes into being both a teacher. of our jobs. Yeah, it's, you know, it's wild as fuck, bro. Teachers need to get paid more. Facts. Well, low. So that's episode eighteen. You feel me? But we finna get into life, this baby. Patreon exclusive. I think we're probably gonna talk about it on another Patreon, uh, another podcast. But you know, for me, I wanted to talk about um, this mayor mayor election because Libby Shaft got to go, and I, I'm supporting Cat Brooks. You know. Knowing that it isn't it isn't a means to an end, right? Yeah. So like I'm not saying that like okay everything's gonna get better. Reform is not the solution. Revolution is the solution. Do not twist my words, you know. But like I know that the mayor, like if Cat Bruce is mayor, you feel me? Like there these are evictions are not these right evictions now. to houses yeah. people are not gonna happen, you know. And yeah. that's from seeing how she rocking the streets and shit like that. So we probably gonna talk about that because you know I feel like we have a lot of people in Oakland in the Bay Area who listen to our podcast. You know, yeah. fuck, fuck Libby Chef. I'm going to just say that. Fuck you, Libby. If you listen to this, fuck you. <laughs> you and are it's trash. Like, you don't even got to, I think some, oftentimes, like, when people denounce, I don't know if denounce is the right word, but, like, denounce, like, a politician or something, right? Like, oftentimes people think it's just rooted in, like, emotions and no logic. But, like, bro, they're, like, prime examples of, like, Libby Shab, Libby Shab doing a bad job as being a mayor of Oakland. Bro, especially like, I was writing this article today, like, yeah. For Black Youth Project about like houselessness and shit, so just like researching and seeing how fast houselessness like has increased, even though it's a problem with capitalism in general, mm-hmm. right? But seeing how fast it's increased since she's been in office, it's and increased by she, like twenty five percent. And that she has twenty five percent since twenty fifteen. Like it's not just like there isn't anything she can do. Like you said, they didn't. They, they had, had two two, po- yeah. two million dollars in the and bag. Didn't spend it. And didn't spend it to prevent an eviction. Like what the fuck, bro? That's a That's, problem. Like I, like, go. Yeah, like how you said, it's, it's all rooted in capitalism, like capitalism yeah. being a problem, but the fact that you have a solution presented to you and you're not using it and you're not doing it, you know, you're not making use of the solution, that's foul. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to tap into this, you know, be sure to like us on SoundCloud. You know, I forgot to say that shit in the beginning. You know, follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Retweet. Tag a friend. Tell a friend. You feel me? Like, we really, I feel like, gained a, a platform on podcasting just because of people fucking with us and people Bro, supporting you seen, us. You know, the, like, the second, so it was, the, you posted that um, image of, like, the countries that were getting played in. Yeah, nigga, Norway. Norway. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we <laughs> like, got hella plays in Norway. If you if, Norway like, tapping the fuck in. Norway is tapped all the way in, but for some fuck reason, I, just, I don't know if I believe it. Like, Why wouldn't you believe it? Nigga? I don't know. Hey, if you're from Norway and you listen to Hella Black Podcast, follow us on Twitter at Hella Black Pod. Tap the fuck in with us because we... If we getting this many plays in Norway, y'all gotta bring us out to Norway. We finna talk that hella black shit. Oh shit! Um, you know. I don't know how they operate in Norway. I don't know. Shit can't be worse than this. <laughs> My hurts so bad. All right, bro. let's get on to this Patreon exclusive before the, before the <laughs> my man attacks. Hey. <laughs>